dot, dot, dot with the big dog. Oh, request Friday night, night. Woo, Boyville. All right, folks, enough of Well, we have a lot to get to. Very excited because we have some, some news regarding the vote. The Republican Party, who has basically gone absent, shirking their, shirking their responsibilities. But Juan has not. <clears throat> Big Juan. Hey, I like that. Big Juan. <laughs> Oh, maybe I just intended. I just thought of that. With the big one. Um, uh, those that uh, remember Big John Bean are our friend. So, folks, good afternoon. Here I am. It is one. I am here. You are there. How about alleys will be closed during the pause in a concerted effort to keep our community and surrounding community safe, let alone, never mind the fact that no one has been there and they, they think they get media attention every time they close and then they reopen. So, Matt at Alley's. We'll be doing a uh, Matt update over the course of the weekend. We'll be uh, posting that video. But as we are uh, on the air here, folks, on this Friday, good afternoon, uh, 12.07 right now here in the Ocean State. And also good afternoon to all of our listeners. My goodness, the amount of email from everyone in Massachusetts, thank you very much, that uh, enjoys the program. This portion of the program, folks, is brought to you by Ron's Pastry Garden Maine. Now stop it and see Ron and Melissa order your Thanksgiving pie. Monday's the final day. They're located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Uh, you can get the Trump apple pie. How about that for Thanksgiving? Even though, as of yesterday now, Thanksgiving's not going to be what it normally is. Blueberry pie. Chocolate cream, banana cream, pumpkin, custard, coconut custard. Call Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 401-228-7099. Look for them on Facebook. They're located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. 1208 in the Ocean State. It is I, it is one. Good afternoon to everybody on uh, Facebook Live. If you're on Facebook, you can uh, certainly tune in. You can tune in to the big uh, on the Facebook on the Facebook page, which is John DePietro Show. Now we're going to reveal some voter information. We're going to talk to Alan Girl Birdie coming up, and folks, you're going to we, we will have this veil available later on the website depietro.com and depietro.com uh, brought to you by Liberty Mobility in West Warwick area's oldest, largest provider of pre-owned power wheelchairs and power scooters. Now, they acquire these wheelchairs and scooters from people, organizations who no longer need them. Liberty Mobility will pick them up, make sure they're returned to good use for the people who need them. That's helping people return to mobility at an affordable price. Liberty Mobility, proud sponsors of DePetro.com. You can link right through at the website. You can call them at 401 827 8800 and they are just terrific. 5 Church Street in West Warwick, beautiful showroom. It's Liberty Mobility 401-827-8800 and Liberty Mobility committed to helping veterans. All veterans receive a 15% discount off any stock item. So Alan Galberti is going to join me coming up at uh, 12:30 and folks, you don't want to miss this because I was able to and I want to thank Pat Cordelson got me some voter roll information. <clears throat> Not a COVID cough. Now, I don't know where the Republican Party has been. I like Susie Um Why she is spending her time. I like her. I know her. I'm fond of her. I respect her. Why would you waste your time doing interviews with Ian Don? It's no all due respects to Ian. But why would you waste your time with NPR when you should be down at the Board of Elections trying to get some information? On Monday, we're planning on doing a Facebook Live from the Board of Elections as their uh, welcoming everyone in to do what they say is like some kind of audit on the vote. And, folks, it is just foolishness. I'm telling you right now, I don't believe any of them. Uh, Alan's going to join me coming up at 1230. You don't want to miss this. But I want to um, just address this whole business of, and you're hearing a lot about this regarding the vote. And people are saying that President Trump undermines democracy. And I, I, I try to explain to many of you, it, it's not easy. And the element of the vote, it's complicated. They, they manipulate that. Where this election really went off the rails is the moment they allowed that you could, well, it's a couple of things. It was Secretary of State. I, I like to focus here because we can't control what's going on in Michigan. We can't control what's going on in Georgia. We can't control what's going on in Pennsylvania. And let me be very clear. I'm not saying we can even control what's going on in the biggest little. But at least we have at least a decent shot that we somehow could affect what happens with the vote in the state. 
But make no mistake about it. This past summer, when everyone started receiving mail ballot applications, I received it. I didn't request one. I received one. You received one. You didn't request one. You received it. Many people I know said they took it and they threw it away. Guess who didn't throw it away? You guessed it. The progressives in the Democrat Party. Nellie Gorbia, who is getting a free pass from the local media, for whatever reason, nervous Nellie, as Pat Cordelessa dubbed her, <clears throat> sent out, and, and all you had to do was mail back that mail ballot application, and boom, they mailed you out a ballot. Never should have been allowed, because they don't know who it is that's sending it back, and they did that by design. So the vote total was way off. The vote total was way above the number of voters who should have been allowed to vote. Now, hi there, Billy Manzo. There's Tom McGovern. Now, this business of, and, and, and I'm not, I know it's come to this lightly. If you heard last hour, I played Tucker Carlson talking about Sandra Powell and Rudy Giuliani with that, whatever that was, yesterday press conference. But, um, but all this talk, and even Peggy Noonan in the Wall Street Journal has a piece, and they're saying that President Trump is undermining our democracy, that we're, people are losing confidence in our elections. And it made me realize, and I want to be very clear, folks, right now at 1213 on this Friday, it is Friday, November 20th. Good afternoon. It's the John DePietro Show. And it made me stop. And I, and I realize, and I don't say it every day. But if I am honest about it, and I like to be honest with you, we have to be honest. We have to deal in reality. We have to be honest with each other. If someone were to say to me, do do I have faith and confidence in our election procedure process, the vote in Rhode Island? My answer is a resounding no. I don't. Do I believe that the elections are held fairly and accurately in the state of Rhode Island in the year 2020? The answer is no, I don't. I, I, people don't understand how they're rigged. And, and, and I'm not saying that there's meetings held. I, it, things are overlooked and they're overlooked by design. There are some very easy safeguards. Hear me out. There's some very easy safeguards that could be put in to try to rein this thing in. And they don't do it by design. They don't. They, they could rein it in. We don't have to have our voting list, the voting list. It's, it's, it's preposterous. It's a joke. And they know it, and everyone knows it, and everyone accepts it. For the life of me, I don't understand why we're supposed to take Nellie Gorbia, the Secretary of State. We're, not, we're supposed to take her word that everything is on the up and up, that there's nothing wrong with the list, that it's all up to speed, that there's nobody. What, why? <coughs> Can you think of anything right now? That we don't verify, right? As Reagan said, trust but ver- I, I, for the life of me, folks, I, I don't understand we how this woman has captured the market as if it is Christ coming back in the heavens, as if everything she says we're supposed to take as the word of God. It's 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 moronic to me because the vote totals, as I told you, they don't make sense. I I don't believe that. Um and again, we have Alan Gilberti's going to join me at 1230. Pat Cordelesa sent me a spreadsheet that they're working on. And they're already starting to unveil some of this stuff. Folks, there's, there's nothing right about our voting system. And, and I'll be honest, listen, it's painful to me. It should be painful to you. I'm telling you right now, your honest vote, the people that are listening right now at 1215 on this Friday, on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, or maybe you're listening online at the website to beatro.com. Your honest vote was canceled out by illegal votes. It's just that's just what happened. And they don't want to do anything to correct it. And it's so clear what's going on. Nellie Gorbia, the secretary of state, see now she has the master, what she feels is a master voting list. And it's anybody that sent a mail ballot back. And it's because it went through whoever sent a mail ballot application back. And it didn't have to be notarized. You know, this was a different level of fraud. And I get frustrated with certain people that, and and, and you don't, you're not expected to know it, but there are certain people on the inside that are expected to know. It's their job to know. 
And quite frankly, the silence from the Republican Party has been, and I know they get upset, and then they try to say to me, you know, everyone all hands in the middle and don't like in, but they, they're just not doing anything. If you sit there on the sidelines and um, and don't engage in this fight <clears throat> or not even trying to put up a fight, you're the silence is compliance. You know, it, I'm watching season four of The Crown, which is great. If you're not watching The Crown on Netflix, you're cheating yourself. It's the best thing out this year. To me, the two best things that have been on television this year were The Last Dance about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls and ESPN and The Crown, season four. The acting, it's just another level. I also realize there's two different types of people in this world. There are people that watch This Is Us on NBC. And then there's the people that watch The Crown on Netflix. And they're not the same. If you're the type that likes This Is Us... You will not like the you, and I'm also willing to bet you probably don't like their show. Maybe you stumbled into it, but in season four of The Crown, and it has to do with Princess Diana. It's it's just so good. If you haven't seen it, I, I, this is to me the best season since season one. Season one was great, but anyhow, last episode was when England, the United Kingdom, ran into a problem in the '80s with Australia. Um. No, excuse me, Austria in the, the, the Balkan War. And, um, no, Argentina, Argentina. So anyhow, there's just a great scene where Margaret Thatcher says, you know, can we afford this war? And then her reply is, we can't afford not to be in this war. And that's how I believe the Rhode Island Republican Party should look at this. You know, this business of we all know there's nothing right about the vote total that came out. And coming up at 1230, you're going to hear exactly that. And that's why, you know, all this criticism about President Trump, voting is difficult. Voting, they hide behind the privacy of it, which is no small feat. I get that. Everyone who you voted for, it is an element of privacy. But in Rhode Island, that Nellie Gobia, the secretary of state, she does it under the guise of for um, identity theft, which is ludicrous because other states put people's information online. But what I look at is the larger picture. Nellie Gorbia is so confident of this new master voting list that she has her hands on because of this last election that she's running for governor. As far as we know, now I've heard she may pivot and go for lieutenant governor, but she's planning on running for governor. Maybe it's lieutenant governor, but higher office. But I think the real... Um, the real red flag here is that he, her chief of staff is going to run for mayor of Providence. He's never held office before. But it doesn't matter because her chief of staff feels he has, you know, the master voting list. It's like you, you're not afraid to take a test if you feel you have the answers to the test. And that's how they both are. <clears throat> it is fraud. Um I don't know what the strategy is with the Republican Party. They've been silent, hopefully now. But, t- folks, you know, the, the clock is ticking. They need to get engaged on exactly what is happening here. And if they wait much longer, I'm not sure if they're going to get the results they want. I know when we had Susie Anke on the program, I think on Monday, she said, well, coming up in January, January's too late. People are upset now. People are upset with what's going on with President Trump now. 100 people went on Post Road in Warwick last Saturday because they're upset about the vote. And no one is going to convince me that the Rhode Island election is on the up and up. No way, no how. Absolutely not. Hey, I want to remind you about Yankee Tree. Folks, call them today, 401-439-6028. Tree trimming experts in Lincoln. Call Yankee Tree. They do tree removal. Stump grinding, tree pruning. This is a good time of year. Invest in your property. Emergency service, bucket truck service, bobcat service. Call Yankee Tree today and get a free quote. 439-6028. Yankee Tree. 439-6028. Tree trimming experts in Lincoln, whether it's tree removal or stump grinding or tree pruning, which is very important. Bucket truck service, bobcat service, emergency service. Call Yankee Tree today. Now's the time 
to get some of those trees on your property straightened out. 439-6028, 439-6028 for Yankee Tree. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show <clears throat> is brought to you by Just Angels. Beautiful items, gifts from the heart. You can link through at the website, Just Angels Online. Products include custom religious items, remembrance gifts. They're beautiful. Just Angels, JustAngelsOnline.com. Proud sponsors on the website of DePetro.com. We're going to talk to Alan Galberti coming up at 1230. But this situation with the vote total, I'm telling you right now. You know, I remember after the banking crisis, then the people start going back and saying there were warning signs. There were people that were saying that there's something wrong with the, the banking situation in Rhode Island. There were people calling attention to it. I'm telling you right now, there's something wrong with the voting list in Rhode Island. It's not accurate. There are illegals that are voting. There are people voting multiple times. Um, there were people that sent in those ballots. I've told you, there are landlords in Providence that all... Uh, ballots, mail ballot applications were arriving for former tenants that used to live in their units. There is one landlord in Providence that had 20 mail ballot applications, 20 to one address, people that no longer live there, one property. Now, some of them have like, you know, 10 properties or five properties. The point is um, 20 mail ballot applications for one three triple decker. And what do you think he did? They mailed them all in. And what did they get back? 20 mail ballots in return. All Nelly Gorbia cares about is there's a name and it's at the address. <clears throat> Somebody has to go through the voter registration to look and see that maybe Jim Smith voted 5 Chalkstone Avenue in Providence. But there's another Jim Smith with the same birthday, birthday that voted on this location in Lincoln. And there's another Jim Smith with the same birthday, you know, uh, January 1st, 1955, and he voted in, you know, Newport. <clears throat> you need the cross-examination of that. The vote totals are way off. And when Alan sent that to me, you're going to find out. I, I'm not letting this go, but I'm not, it, it is frustrating. I'm not seeing, maybe this will kickstart the Republican Party. Now, Frank Ritchie ran for office. He's doing a recount right now. He's at the Board of Elections. He uh, was within the 2%. See, I, I'm not – on Monday, they're doing a big dog and pony show at the Board of Elections, and they want to demonstrate how well the machines work. I'm not saying the machines don't blanking work. Not saying that. I bet they do work. And if they say that candidate A – Got 3,000 votes. I am willing to bet that they have machines that are going to show that candidate A received 3,000 ballots. I, I concede that. What I'm saying is let's go through those names for candidate A. Of the, do all of those 3,000 people, especially the mail ballots, do they live where they say they live? I would tell you, no, they don't. The people in the mail ballots, did they vote in other parts of the state? I'm told they did. You can't have people voting multiple times. You have campaigns where people were collecting. They call it ballot harvesting. They have stacks of ballots they bring. And I've told you, the reason they have those boxes outside the Board of Elections and then the town halls are to avoid charges of mail fraud. If you fraudulently fill out a ballot where you say, I am Jim Smith, I am a U.S. citizen, even though you're from, you know, Colombia or Mexico. And this is my, and I am voting, and I live in this, and you don't. <clears throat> and you put it through the mail. You could be charged with mail fraud. But if you put it in the box they set up, what a coincidence, you would, at the very least, won't be charged for mail fraud. On that application that you fill out, Nelly Gorbia says, I would like to remind you, Mr. DePietro, that those people are signing off on it under penalty of perjury and my question for nervous nelly is how many people in the past 25 years have ever been convicted of fraudulently filling out an application for where for penalty of perjury and the answer is zero because they're not looking for them it's a fake it's a fraud do dead people? There's some of that, but it's far more of the multiple voting. 
that's what it comes down to. We're going to talk to Alan in just a couple moments. Hey, folks, I want to remind you. Oh, next hour, we have to talk to John Francis, Competition and Shooting Supplies. All right, we'll talk to John uh, next hour in, in, um, in, and get the latest. Because the unrest, uh, I'm hearing there could be more unrest between now and the end of the year. And we want to bring you up to speed. I want to remind you uh, to pick up a bottle. Listen, uh, the, the virus right now is raging. Okay, and here's what I'd like, I think you should do. What I did, pick up a bottle of Akai Berry, A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I, Akai Berry. You can get it on, uh, well, find the website, akaiberry.com. Pick up a bottle of this, this incredible antioxidant. It'll keep you, your body replenished. It'll keep your you, your family. Uh, Akai Berry, pick up a bottle uh, at Dave's in East Greenwich or at It's My Health, Marie will sell you a bottle of this in Cumberland. A Kyberry, incredible antioxidant, replenishes your body. It'll keep you nice and healthy. A Kyberry. I know it's pronounced differently, but I pronounce it phonetically so people can find it on the shelf. A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I.com. A Kyberry, this incredible antioxidant. My friend Angelo, what a the um, Folks, that's exactly what you need. And what your family needs to stay healthy. Pick up a bottle of Akai Berry today. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. This is a perfect time of year. Now listen, we're going to be, uh, the pause is coming. Pause. How long is this pause? People were sending me emails yesterday. How long is this pause? P-A-W-S. No, it's pause. P-A-U-S-E. Pause. <clears throat> yeah, after the pause, we're going to have the hoof. What does it matter with some people? No wonder. I know it's tough. I, I and then then we're gonna have a two-week claw. No, it's not a pause. It's pause. P-A-U-S-E. Such as they say, I love the pause. P-A-U-S-E. Pause. How long is she doing this pause? Yeah. Followed by the three-week hoof and then the month-long claw. No. Pause. P-A-U-S-E. You people are pushing my patience. J. Perry Paving. Residential, commercial, seal coating patios. Free estimate. Fair pricing. Exceptional service. J. Perry Paving. I'm sitting there yesterday like, how are these people making it through life? How long is this pause? Uh, Call them 732-1730. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Look for them on Facebook and then also, hey, benefits of asphalt paving. And as a matter of fact, I wear their shirt, MAGA, Make Asphalt Great Again. I'm showing everyone on Facebook Live. Um, affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing, whether it's a new paving project or just a cracked driveway. We're going to be on the pause coming up to first two weeks of December. Why not have your home, your driveway paved. Call J. Perry Paving today, 401-732-1730-401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Call them and have that done before we get into the pause. P-A-U-S-E. Much like in the movie The Town, when Ben Affleck says to Jeremy Renner, all right, but after this, we hit pause. That's what we mean by the pause. Yeah, we're going to have a, a two-week, you know, hoof. Huh, I'm telling you. I, I, I am telling I don't know how. I mean, in St. Paul's school days, the nuns used to say, you must have a twin because no one, no one person could be so stupid. Now, you can't say things supposedly like that anymore. But um, <clears throat> some people. All right, let me get Alan uh, Gilberti on the phone here. And he's going to, folks, you want to hear this. If you hear anything today, you want to hear this. All right, let me get Alan. And um, right now it's uh, twelve thirty. It's John DePietro, folks. We're going till two a.m. thirty. Is that you, Alan? All right. Hold hold on, Alan. All right, folks. Right now, he is uh, terrific. It's our friend Alan Gilberti. Good afternoon, Alan. Good afternoon, John. Boy, do you have a blockbuster? This is uh, tremendous. And I wanna, I'm going to post this later with your permission on my website. But for our purposes, if you could just walk us through, um, if you don't mind, starting off, just explain. Because I have it in front of me, and I want to start at the top, and then we're going to work our way down. If you could just be so kind as to explain exactly the information that I am looking at that I'm then going to post on my website. 
right. So what I have uh, right here is I have basically kind of a, a little bit of a breakdown between uh, the counties, the total number of registered voters uh, versus the total number or the estimated number of uh, people who are of voting age who live in Rhode Island that are on our census. Um, those two, basically, you're looking at those two numbers and comparing that to see the total number of uh, people that actually voted. Okay, now let's start at the top. Uh, simply, the first one that I see is Barrington. Now, yes, what is that? And it says, uh, take me through the number, because then I want to be able to explain it to people. Take me through to the, the first number I see is 132.28, I believe. Yes, 132.28%. So in Barrington, and this is from uh, the Secretary of State's website, uh, the total number of registered voters, this is including active, inactive, and pending, this is all these total votes include those. So in Barrington, there are uh, 15,060 total registered voters. Um, now, I want to stop you just for a moment because I don't see yeah. that number. That number is I don't see there. Here's what I see at the top. I see yeah. 132.28. Then I see yeah. 11,385. And then active, mm-hmm. I see 13,304. Right. And if you keep going in, there's uh, another column in active. Oh, and I don't. And then total votes. Okay. For whatever reason, I don't have that. All right. So, but okay. what does that tell us when you see Barrington 132? Um, so, uh, 15,000 people voted in Barrington. According to the census, uh, 11,358 people in Barrington are eligible to vote, which so, means we had a voter turnout of 132%. All right. Now, and I just want to have people understand right now at 1233, excuse me, Alan, just so we're clear to start off. The number should never be higher than 100%. And that would be if everyone registered voted. Right, and that never happens. No, it never happens. That's correct. 80% of the population shows up to vote. Um, you know, and when you get to 90, you're like, well, something, something is not right here. Um, Let me jump in for a moment. Most of the time, yeah. most of the time, if I understand this correctly, the vote is normally 50 to 60% of the people. That's considered a good turnout if you get 50% of the people that registered to vote to actually vote, correct? Correct. So instead of 50%, Barrington, 132%. So immediately, there are more people voting that are registered to vote in Barrington. Then we move on to Bristol, 91% of the people supposedly in Bristol voted. Again, that is... That is, there's no way that that is possible, Alan. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing turnout. Ian, I also want to point out, these communities, they don't have a big election. Many times, uh, you know, you see in different states if there's a Senate election or if you have, say, I, I know, for instance, in Cranston, when they have a mayoral election, they have a bigger turnout. Providence, you have a mayoral election, you have a bigger turnout. Granted, it's a presidential year and a lot of people turn out, but Warren... The town of Warren, 104% voted. That's, again, over 100% of the vote. All of those three, at least two of the three, are over 100. Now, we go down to Warwick, and this is another interesting story. Normally, you would see 50% of the people in the city of Warwick, which is the second or third largest city, depending if you look at Cranston or Warwick. Cranston includes the ACI, so technically that puts them second largest. And what type of number did you have for the city of Warwick now for voting? Uh, okay, so for Warwick, uh, 66,451 uh, total voters, uh, sorry, total votes were, uh, people are registered to vote, sorry. Uh, and that uh, brings us to 65,145 from the census, which brings us to 102%. Again, folks, a 102%. Now, Alan, again, that means in the city of Warwick, on November 3rd, more people actually voted than were registered to vote in the city of Warwick. Correct. And also, you should know that that, that, that total number of voters that I'm using, that, that is the, the, that's the total number of people registered. That's including active, people who are active, yep. people who are listed as inactive, and people whose, you know, things are vote, uh, as pending. So these, so those are, those, you know, that's not even the number of people who are allowed to, to vote. 
who are active. Now, I have a question. With you breaking down these numbers, were you doing this on behalf of a candidate? It's just something you're no. familiar and know how to do. Is it on behalf of the party? Or you just do it on your own. I mean, I, full disclosure, I'm, I'm an unapologetic uh, Republican. Sure, um, but that's I fine. At these numbers, and, and they're coming in, and they just they just did not make sense to me. So I had to break this down. Um, and when you take into consideration the fact that Rhode Island's population, um, at the worst, it's declining. At the very best, it's stagnant, which is one of the reasons why we're most likely using losing one of our congressmen. That's right. Um, so even if you turn around and say that the population is stagnant, it is not going everywhere, and add to that the fact that we know going into this, we had 200,000 names on the voter rolls that should not be there. That's right. 200,000 over. Now, I want to keep going because Anthony Giarusso, he lost supposedly by 300 votes to a progressive, Justine Caldwell, in uh, in East Greenwich. And according to your vote totals, um, 127% of the vote of East Greenwich voted. That's, again, over 100%. Yes. I mean, that. if I'm looking at this correctly... Barrington and East Greenwich that have become two big progressive enclaves. Both of them at one time were considered big Republican towns. Barrington is the leader, 132% of the vote. That's almost a third over what it should be, or even more than that when you think about it, if you're going back to like 50, 60% of the vote. But East Greenwich is right up there, Alan, 127% of the vote. That is way over. There's no, I, I don't believe, I knew that vote total seemed wrong. West Greenwich, 115% of the vote. I want people to understand these vote totals. Alan, if these were 75% participation, it would be seen as incredible. But you never go over the actual vote total of people that are allowed to vote. Right. And I think this raises, this raises a couple of questions. One, about, about the election. Um, because, all, you know, because the numbers are so far off. Um, when you take care of the population and the voter rolls, this should have, we should be taking a, a closer look at this. I mean, obviously, um, it, it points out that the voter rolls need to be cleaned up. It also needs to be, uh, our census numbers. Something yes. is wrong. Like we have a lot of bad numbers and we're just taking them and going, oh, okay. I mean, if this data that I did is completely wrong, fine. Um, I, I will, I will, I, I will eat that, but, um, we should be looking into this. Well, and, he, and you don't hear anyone in the media talking about it. Lack of curiosity. Nellie Gobia, the Board of Elections, they won't talk about it. Something else that really just jumped out at me. And I want people to remember now, 60% participation in a vote is considered normal, healthy. Block Island, I, th- this is astounding. 210% of the vote. <laughs> 210% of the vote. How, that, that, that's beyond impossible. I mean, again, like these, these these numbers are out there. This isn't anything. I mean, really, don't have to dig too far to find these numbers. Um, they're they're available to the public. And I mean, and again, if you look at the other states, uh, whether it's you know Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and you look at these, this is the same formula that they're using to realize that there are that there are over so there are too many people voting. It's the same formula they're using in the rest of the country. And I also want to clarify, now right now it's 1240, folks, we're speaking with Alan Delberti. I am going to have this up on the website uh, later this afternoon, um, and I'm going to have, I want to <clears throat> work with Alan on this. Alan, you're the first one that I'm seeing that is breaking this down. These are uh, really a discovery. Now, you do see certain places, for instance, Newport, still very high at 78% of the vote. For instance, I don't even think that's real, but certainly nowhere like Block Island, 210% of the vote. But basically, it's one thing if you say there was heavy voter turnout. But, Alan, well, you're also, and, I, I, and this is not easy for people to understand, but in other states, and Alan knows this, if I believe, for instance, in Pennsylvania, some of these other votes, Alan, where people are questioning some of the votes, they would see that people that were born in 1900 and 1902 yes. were voting, right? Now, in Rhode Island, you can't see that. Because it was three years ago, it was July of 2017, without any notice, Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia removed the birth date from the voter roll. So when you have Alan Gilberti, birth date and year, in Pennsylvania, 
your birth dating year on the voter rolls. In Rhode Island, the year was taken out. So, Alan, the right. analogy that I like to tell is it's one thing if we have, you know, and I'll just use the common name, like Jim Smith <coughs> was born on the 4th of July in 1960. Okay, that's fine. And then you see, you know, maybe in Rhode Island, you see 10 Jim Smiths. And it's unusual that they all seem to be born on the 4th of July. Okay, that's odd that on the 4th of July, there are 10 people in Rhode Island that have the name Jim Smith, and they were born on the 4th of July. But what would make it impossible would be if they were all born on the 4th of July in 1960. So we'd have to believe that in 1960, in Rhode Island, 10 mothers went to the hospital, delivered a child, born, named him Jim. Her last name was Smith. And, you know... he. The year was 1960. It's impossible. But without having that year, Alan Gilberti, it's impossible to tell if the Jim Smith that voted in Lincoln is the same Jim Smith that voted in Cumberland. Right. And and I, I don't understand why it is so difficult, why there is such a resistance, and I hate that word, but why there is such a resistance to... And it's this transparency to make sure that people feel that oh, and believe that their elections are free, fair, and accurate. Well, I think this is one of the reasons why. For instance, Secretary of State Noli Gopia, she didn't announce she was doing this. She did this almost in the summertime when the state house is deserted. Uh, no one discovered it until late August when Ken Block was actually working on a project and they tried to get it. The Providence Journal filed against her. No one ever heard how that was resolved. She said she first she said, I forget what the first she wrote a piece and she was first saying her it was a moving answer. First, she said something. I don't remember what her first answer was. I'd have to go back. She then changed it to to protect for identity theft. But where that falls on deaf ears and and doesn't make sense, Alan Gilberti, is other states posted and there's right. no evidence to suggest they couldn't come up with one example where someone's identity was stolen by someone going through the voter roll. So I I think that's a red hearing. I, I don't think that's it. We know what it is because they would have to clean up the voter rolls. And and right now, Alan, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. He has done fantastic work on this. And I'm so glad someone is jumping in. Um, the fact of the matter is. You know, there's no way, Alan, I've been saying, there's no way 508,000 people voted in this past, on November 3rd. There's no way. Right. Well, and if, here's something else. I mean, I, November 3rd, and I want to go check on my voter, just uh, on my voter. Oh, right. Get to that. Listen to this, folks. Listen to this. And I am listed as inactive. And I can tell you with 100% certainty that on November 3rd, I went down, I voted for President Trump, along with other Republican candidates. Where is my vote? Why am I inactive? And one of the things that, I mean, I'm saying this is what happened, but one of the reasons why you, that I understand that you can be labeled as inactive is if you've had a mail ballot returned as undeliverable. I never requested a mail ballot if that was the case. Right. You know, that's interesting. You voted for President Trump. And then they have you inactive. I wonder if there's a way that they could hit a switch where people that they vote inactive, that your vote just doesn't count. I think we all need to check to see if we're listed as active voters on. How did you find out? Where did you log on to find out that you were listed as inactive? Um, I just went to the uh, Secretary of State and your voter information page. Uh, uh, I, I believe it well it was one of the ones that popped up originally okay. you know, right before the election well, but yeah, you have to check the status of your ballot there's one on this is you know check your, your voter uh history. let's do this after the show if you don't mind just send me the link and then i want to post that as i said as well on my sure. website um now alan here's the the other thing and again i want to commend you folks it's alan gilberti who's come up with this information now you're still going to break out um, I, we don't have the the northern tier. We don't have CD1 or we only have part of CD1, Jamestown. We still need to see Providence and Pawtucket Central Falls, Cumberland, Smithfield, Lincoln. Not that you're being paid or told to do this, but do you plan to maybe do, break that out over the weekend or anything? 
Oh, I, I plan on having this done probably by the end of the day today. Okay. Um, before I went on with you, though, I did jump in to look at Providence County and Providence City itself. Okay. Um, and just a quick totals here. I got so for Providence, uh, the number of registered Providence County number of registered voters four hundred sixty-four thousand seven hundred forty-five. Um, the ACS number is uh, four hundred fifty-two thousand four hundred eighty, which is one hundred and two point seven one percent. So Providence, not only did 100% of the people register vote Providence, actually more that, so it's 102% voted in Providence. That's the county. That yeah. broke a die, jumped in, took a look at the city, and I am at uh, 112.3%. Yeah, which That's is, I, when, when you have a transient city, if anything, that is completely impossible because of the transient nature uh, of that. There's no way that that's an accurate vote total. Alan, something that jumped out at me is, um, and the numbers aren't fully here yet, but it's CD1. In, in 20, 2010, 10 years ago, Congressman David Cicilline was elected. He received 81,000 votes. Now, it's declining population. As we know, Rhode Island is most more, more likely than not to lose a congressional seat because our population is going down. Um, I spoke with a voting expert that said it would be incredible if somehow you could boast, boost your vote total somewhere between like 15 to 20 percent would be incredible to identify that. Alan, in this election, he was able to double his vote total from 10 years ago, close to 160,000 yeah. votes. And just to put this in perspective for people, this would be the equivalent that Congressman Cicilline with new voters that he identifies, new voters. And keep in mind, Patrick Kennedy had the best get-out-the-vote campaign you ever had. Patrick Kennedy, they identified every voter, all of those senior towers in Providence and Woonsocket and North Providence and so forth. But anyhow, Congressman Cicilline, this would be if you filled Gillette Stadium, then took the Dunkin' Donuts Center, added that on top of that, and he still identified more than 80,000 new voters. Alan, that, that is absolutely impossible to do. And, you know, it's just, it's just for some reason people don't look at this. They and, don't. You know, I, I'm going to say, Congressman I'm not a fan of, um, but this is something that should bother Democrat, Republican, unaffiliated, which is what we have a lot here in Rhode Island. Yes. Um, everyone should be upset about this. I mean... I'm looking at this. I mean, yeah, I would love President Trump to to, to, to carry Rhode Island. Um, but if he, that's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because something is wrong. Yes. I don't think he's going to carry. I don't think it's going to change the election. Um, but as a voter in Rhode Island, um, there's something there's something amiss. Yeah, and that alone, if people start checking and see there. Uh, your vote, you're considered inactive. That's very interesting. If a lot of yeah. Trump voters were somehow listed. That's the type of thing that could be put in a program and you wouldn't know it, but a sophisticated tallying machine would know that. Now, Alan, coming up on Monday, the Board of Elections, they're going to have this dog and pony show where they want to demonstrate how well the machines work. Rhode Island's one of only four states that they do this. See, my thing is, I, I am fully confident that if the Board of Elections and Nelly Gobia, if they say candidate A received 5,000 votes. I, I'm not suggesting that they can't account for 5,000 ballots the person has. But what I know is no one, think of this, no one that went to register to vote was turned down. And you don't need an ID. So anyone yeah. that walks in or they register to vote them on the street, wherever it is, no one was turned down and not one mail ballot was thrown out. What are the odds, Alan, and I'm not a statistician, but if you have 510,000 votes, what are the statistical odds that they ran as they're trying to say a perfect election with not one vote tossed out? I mean, I've heard from other places, like normally like 3%, 4%. There has to be, I mean, it's almost statistically impossible right. for everything to be perfect. Right. And they have not announced that 3% of the ballots were encountered or included or they taught nothing. According to them, and, and again, you know, to go on Monday and we're supposed to watch and they like crank it up so the machine so you see all the papers going quickly. Like, like it's like watching when you watch like your car being washed, walking through the car wash. I mean, I, I, I'm fully confident that they can count them. 
But I'm saying some of the numbers that you're going through. There's, there's no way. Think of that. Barrington, 132%. East Greenwich, 127%. Uh, how about Jamestown, 124%. The guy who was the uh, head of the town council in Jamestown, at 1 o'clock he went to bed. He had won the election, wakes up the next morning. The mail ballots took him out. And then, uh, But the one that really, Block Island, 210% of the vote. <laughs> Which is that that's almost but Alan, we're bordering on third world. I mean, we really are like the definition of a rigged election, third world, like not even Saddam Hussein would do a 210 percent. When I looked at this, and I'm like, Block Island, I'm Block Island, and, and like 210 percent. I, I redid this calculation. It's, it's, it's not a complex calculation. I did it like three, four times. I'm like, it's 210 percent. Yeah. And I just look at 114, uh, uh, 14, uh, 1,409 oh registered voters. And, and according to the census, only 670 are eligible to vote. Yeah. Even if that was, <laughs> you know, doubled, there's still more people. I, I hate to laugh. I mean, this is so beyond pathetic and fraud. And the other thing, you know, all of the national media is saying that President Trump is undermining democracy by questioning the vote. Alan, I'm not going to speak for you. I have no confidence in our voting here in Rhode Island. This is insanity. It's, impo- it's, it's mathematically impossible. And just so people right. that are just tuning in understand where this thing really went off the rails was the ability of them mailing out the mail ballot applications. And then anyone that mailed it back, you received a ballot. They didn't check anything. It didn't have to be notarized. I was telling the audience uh, earlier, Alan, that I know of a landlord in Providence you know, listen, in certain cities, Providence, Pawtucket, they tend to be very transient. So he owns one triple-decker in Providence. He received 20 mail ballot applications yeah. from different people that have lived there the past whatever years. And, you know, through someone else conveyed to me that he filled out 20, sent them all back. Yeah, we all want to yeah. vote. And then they all came right back to him because they go, he controls the mail, what arrives at the triple-decker and so forth. And then, and boom, had 20 votes. So, and that's one person. Yes. But that would make and sense. that's not even looking at, like, say, like, nursing homes, for example. Oh, yeah. No, that's a very good we're, point. We're Republicans. It, it's, it's known. It's not a secret. Yep. If a Republican candidate tries to get into a nursing home to, yes. you know, to, to talk to the, the residents there, yep. you don't get a call back. That's right. You know, I heard from, because of COVID, they can also hide. There's a Republican candidate went to a nursing home. I won't say where, but went to a nursing home and was told, nope, because of this, I can't can't let you in. Some of the residents kept complaining, we we, want to vote. We want to vote. And then the people there uh, were telling them, oh, looks like we missed the deadline. You can't vote. And then when the vote total came down, the progressive candidate pulled 300 votes out of the nursing home. How did that happen? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, and we have been listening, Republicans um, have been listening to the past four years uh, with, with investigation after investigation with zero evidence. Look, if there's nothing wrong, let the process play out. Right. It should be the same thing. If there is nothing wrong, let the process play out. What, if, if there isn't, what's going to happen? Um People like me are going to be wrong and you're going to have bragging rights. Fine. I can live with that as long as I know that our votes actually count. Right. Yep. All right. Well, let's do this. I'm going to uh, I will follow uh, up with you. Give a plug where people can um, can hear your um, where people yep. can uh, hear your program. Yeah, uh, Mondays and Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. on 990WBOP.com, Rhode Island Red Radio. And actually coming up on uh, Sunday the 29th, we're going to be on KJAG. So, yeah, tune in. And right. um, more of this. And, John, I'm going to definitely get you. I'm working on uh, more of these, so I'm going to get you a more updated list as soon as I can. Terrific. Alan, great job. We'll talk to you soon after. I'll talk to you later on. All right, sounds good. Thank you. All man. right, thank you, Alan. Folks, how about that? That is uh, really incredible. Again, uh, Alan Gilberti breaking it down right here on uh, the John DePietro Show. Folks, right now it's 12.55 on this Friday. And I want to um, remind you this portion of the program. Let me uh, stay on schedule. Uh, that is really incredible, some of the numbers that he is coming up with. Um, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by... Uh, boom. Let me uh, get to, brought to you by Johnson Propane. Now, remember, if you are 
outdoor dining continues, folks. You want to be outside more? Stop in and see Phil Johnson at Johnson Propane. Phil is located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. They're open seven days a week from 9 to 7. And they'll refill your Blue Rhino tank. Johnson Propane for just 15 bucks. He's open seven days a week at 904 Manton Avenue or Providence. Call him at 621-8129. Drive in, no wait. He also has firewood. Johnson Propane, $15. He'll refill your Blue Rhino tank. Right next door to Wendy's in front of the Stop and Shop. Plus, they have supplies. Credit cards are accepted. They're open seven days a week from 9 to 7. It's Johnson Propane. They will refill your Blue Rhino tank. Stop in and see Phil, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, or call him at 621-8129, 621-8129, Johnson Propane, Propane Tanks and Supplies, drive-in, no wait, all credit cards accepted, Johnson Propane, and they'll refill your Blue Rhino tank for just $15. Uh, if you take it somewhere else, they swap it out for 22 Johnson Propane. Call them today, 621-8129. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Friday. I will have that stuff up later. Uh, those are exact numbers that he broke out from the Board of Elections. Exact numbers from the Board of Elections. We're going to have it up on DePietro.com a little bit later. And there's also a link that you can uh, also check out to make sure that you're listed as an active voter. Hey, I want to remind you about, now again, uh, good afternoon on this Friday. We're going till 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock, Liz Harrington's going to join me next hour. We'll also talk with uh, John Francis of Competition Shooting Supplies. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401 401- 6880517 it's Willie it's Roland it's come on brother brother's disposal 401-6880517 and have a purple dumpster delivered to your driveway uh because of what's going on with the pause why not clean out your basement or your attic get rid of some unwanted belongings Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook. They have the Laker colors. They're purple and yellow. And, folks, they will deliver a dumpster, a purple dumpster, right to your home. Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Call them Willie, Roland, Reliable. Come on, brother. It's Brothers Disposal, 401-BROTHER. 6880517 think of this if we're going to be on this uh, Rhode Island pause and uh you know people are obviously not going to be going out a lot why not use that time to kind of get your home in order and organized all right right now it's 12:59 we're going to uh, break for an update with the one o'clock news we have another full hour to go we're going to talk to Liz Harrington find out the latest regarding the uh, Trump campaign where things stand We'll also check in with our friend John Francis. So with the power hours next, leave it right here. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. It's John DePietro uh, on this Friday. Don't forget, visit the website, dePietro.com. Brought to you by Operation Made, encouraging entrepreneurship. One veteran at a time you can link through. So we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news and another big hour to come next hour. And uh, bring the latest also. This is incredible information regarding voting and what some of the vote totals are. Uh, We'll have that information up on the website. These are all directly from the Secretary of State's office that he is breaking out that way. We will uh, have it for you. Right now it's 1 o'clock.